Today, we're talking to AJ from the Clean Biz Network YouTube channel, who is an expert at starting and running clean businesses with over 18 years of experience. We're going to see how to get started, how much profit you can potentially make with this as a side hustle, and what is needed for you to start making money today from cleaning. So let's jump right into the interview. All right, so now we have AJ, and for our first question, how long have you been in the cleaning business for? Yeah, man, so I actually started in my cleaning business, I don't even know the years, but we'll just, y'all can do the math. I started in my high school year, right? So my senior year in high school, uh, I was working for a guy by the name of Pops, and I was just working for him as just like a, I don't even know, yeah, actually, I was an employee, so I was employed by him, and did the paperwork and stuff, and he just ride me and my friends around, and so since, I graduated in 2006, so 2006, and uh up until now <laughs> right so 23 2023 minus 2006 that's how many years oh wow so yeah so you had quite a bit of experience before then starting your own then for sure yeah and i didn't actually get started as an owner until i was 19 so that was probably oh nine yeah probably about 2009 would you recommend people to go that path if they're looking to do this as a business or a side hustle to get experience then to start their own? Or is this something you could just dive in and you know, search YouTube videos and learn as you go? Yeah. So you definitely can start on your own, like from scratch, just start out as a business owner. But of course, it'd be better if you just start out actually cleaning first, you know, get your feet wet. Because honestly, I think um, most people, especially if they get like a, a, some type of coach or something, if they decide to go that route. It'll definitely be easy to catch the business side of things, sending invoices, uh, the basics, right? Getting your basic website set up, getting some business cards and passing them out, getting customers. But the actual knowing how to do cleaning and understand, I'm talking about commercial cleaning too. Residential might be a little bit different because everybody cleans the house, but commercial cleaning is a little different. Like you got to look at completely different things. You got to look at things in a different way. So I definitely would recommend people getting some, um, some in the field experience. And if not that, at the least at the minimum, try to find some type of online course or something on it. Okay. And then kind of going on, yeah, you were saying commercial cleanings. What's like your typical client? Are these, you know, more homeowners, Airbnb or commercial, would you say? Yeah. So commercial, I only focus on, me personally, I like office buildings with carpet, right? Because, and I say with carpet because the mopping can tear you up. Like <laughs> physically, it'll put a wear on you. And I always, and one of my tricks for keeping employees long term was always, if it's easy for me, it'd be easy for my team. And so I always try to target the easy buildings. We go in there after hours, get in there and get out as fast as possible. You still, you probably won't even break a sweat, honestly, especially if you're not mopping. So uh, those are my typical clients. But as far as commercial cleaning as a whole, that can, it's basically anything that's a business that you're paying, excuse me, that's paying you rather than you're paying. But the, if it's a business paying you, it's commercial. If it's a person paying you, then that's probably residential. So uh, but you got pretty much commercial, residential, and then Airbnb. They're separate. I really focus on commercial. Okay. Would you recommend for a viewer then to kind of pick your niche and then stick with that and really expand in that kind of sector? Then, if all right. So if you if you absolutely broke and you got nothing, let your niche niche pick you. Right. We just marketing to everybody. Right. Somebody yeah. please pick me. Right. So because you just want to get it started. But if you if if you get a little savings or maybe you got a day job, you want to do some side hustle, then. Yeah, picking it because you can take your time and be a little particular about it. You can go out there exactly what you want. Okay, yeah, I think that's a great tip. Um, what about what do you need to start to you know start this clean business or a side hustle? Is this something I can start today and just pick up supplies, or is does it a lot more extensive than that? Literally, so you literally can start today. You can grab you like 
some flyers on the business card. You can go on Vistaprint and order some, or you can go on Canva and make some, right, and print them out. But literally get out here, go door to door, walk into a building and say, hey, I'm AJ with Clean Business. I work with one of you know who's in charge of hiring a cleaning company for you guys. They tell you who's in charge of it, call them, schedule an appointment with them, see if they'll walk you around the building so you can get a good look at it, maybe take some measurements to get the square footage. Once you have that information, me personally, I go back home and plug it into my bidding calculator, Clean Business Network, right? That's my mobile app. But if you don't have a bidding calculator, then just go Google or figure out a way to price cleaning in your area. Come up with your price, email them your proposal. On that last page of the proposal, it'll be the actual service agreement. Some people call it a contract, but it's really just a service agreement. Have them sign that. Pick the first day you're going to start cleaning and just start cleaning. So it's pretty straightforward. It's cut and dry, but it's just really more so about actually getting out here and doing it. Anybody really can just get up and go do it. Once they tell you the start day to start, there's two ways that you can get started. Either A, get out here, go buy your basic cleaning equipment and go clean it yourself, or B, partner with somebody else that's already in the industry who will subcontract for you. You take a percentage off the top and then let them go out and do it. I don't always recommend that second way, even though it sounds the best, because I it's, it's harder to do it if you have absolutely no business experience, absolutely no cleaning experience. It's going to be very hard to pull that off. But if you got a little business experience, you're pretty good at business in general, you might some general cleaning knowledge, you can pull that off. But I don't always push that way because I know everybody wants to take that easy passive way when honestly everybody probably won't be successful trying to do it that way from day one. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And kind of, yeah, based on the person, I guess, what they're trying to achieve here, whether it's like just a side hustle or they're trying to start a new business. For sure. What about, would you say, how much would the, the actual equipment cost for like the cleaning supplies? Is this, you know, around a hundred bucks to get started? Or are we talking real in-depth equipment that, you know, is, gets real deep clean? What would you recommend for someone getting started? So for commercial cleaning, I don't recommend using any like, you know, your generic dollar store products and stuff. But commercial, I think you got to use commercial grade things that actually come from like a uh, janitorial supply store. So to get everything you need, a backpack vacuum, quality one, by the way, a backpack vacuum, like a rolling trash can to dump all of the small trash cans in. Um, what else? You, your microfiber cloths, um, some all-purpose disinfectant spray. Uh, I'm trying to think of everything on the list that I will start with, a mop, broom, broom and mop, uh, um, and a duster. All of that together somewhere around about a little bit less than a thousand bucks, about I'll say you can get all of that for about seven hundred to a thousand bucks. Okay. What about if you're doing residential? Would you recommend still to go with the commercial grade cleaning products, or are you able to, you know, kind of get away with those grocery store bought cleaning products? So with the residential, a lot of times you can get away with using the customer's products because some people like a certain smell, or some people like a certain fragrance. So you can ask. I will start off by asking, would you would you rather us? Use your product so that way we won't blah, 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 right? Sell it, <laughs> okay? Like, that way we won't cause contaminate or we'll use scents that you like and nobody's allergic to, all of that type of stuff, right? We won't, you know, trigger your dog or whatever. And then uh, typically they can provide that for you. So that's even one way to get in with, you know, a money-saving way to get in. But if you want to, you can use the commercial side products on a residential. That's what I used to do. And the customers seemed to be impressed because they had never seen a backpack vacuum before, right? Or they had never <laughs> seen people be so detailed about the dusting. Because in commercial, dusting horizontal surfaces is real big, right? And getting those piled with up the high corners. Residential is more about the, the bathrooms and the, and the kitchens, right? It's more focused on that type of stuff. So 
but I think you can definitely start with uh, the commercial side stuff and still do the residential with it. But if you're just trying to get quick buck, go ahead and use your dollar store products or use their products at the house for residential. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a great tip. Um, so kind of moving on. So why did you end up picking cleaning as a side hustle compared to all the other side hustles out there? Yeah, man. Because so like I said, when I was in high school, this guy Pops had me and my homeboys working for him. And and I saw he was a, a, a older black guy, he was successful. I saw myself, in, you know, coming from where I come from, you didn't see people with business, especially not, not black people. So I was like, damn, if he can do that, then I asked him, well, do you have to have a college degree? do that and he was like no so i'm like wait a minute wait a minute no college degree you can be black and you can actually own it i'm doing it anyway, right and it's like and it's easy to do too cleaning it was because we i thought like he had so many different types of buildings and so i was like yeah man, I'm, I'm definitely that's what i want to do so that's what really got me into it and then um and i just took advantage of it. the moment i got a chance or saved up a little tax money or something i said i'm investing to it i just did it and went all in on it that's awesome. Yeah. So it sounds like kind of like how you're given experience or the, the advice in the beginning, one or two paths, start your own or go almost get mentored through someone. Right. And it seems like, yeah, you, you basically got paid to learn. And then from there, use money to start up your own company. So that's, yeah, that's an awesome story. Exactly. Thank you. Where do you go about it? Yeah. Finding your customers say, you know, what niche you want to get into and I want to, you know, start getting customers. How do I, you know, start getting them to reach out to me? Yeah, so it's two ways. So first thing I would do is not like get completely out of the mindset of getting them to reach out to you, right? Because um, while that can happen and it will happen over time, chances of it happening from day one are pretty slim to none. So what you want to really do is either it's two ways. Either A, get out here, actually three ways. Get out here, go door to door with your flies and business cards, like I explained earlier. Or B, this is a quicker way, cold call. So what I would do is, like you said, pick your niche, Google it. So get on Google. Maybe you want to do dentist offices only. Google dentist offices near me and get you a spreadsheet. Make a list of every name of those dentist offices. Put your phone number. Uh, leave an area for contact, for space to type, right? So when you call each one and you say, we spoke to so-and-so, Denise is our point of contact. She said we can come by Tuesday. Or the next one, we spoke to John. John said... They're not interested. But just make a note of it and keep going through it over and over and over till you call every dental office in your area. You run out, start all over again, because by that time you probably be at least three or three months in by calling every dentist office in it. But those are the main two ways go door to door or cold call over the phone. And the third way would be pay a lead generation service. So if you pay a lead generation service, there is there's two types of lead generation service. You have ones who will actually set the appointments for you with the decision maker. You show up and just close the deal. Well, you got lead generation services. They, they pretty much provide you with what they call just a lead. And so they'll, they get uh, customers actually coming to them. And then they'll say, they'll send that same lead to you and my, maybe three other different cleaning companies. And whoever calls them first, wins the bid, can get the job. Uh, my company is a lead generation service as well. We offer the first type of lead. So we just set the appointment for you as exclusive. We send it to only you and you just got to show up and close the deal. That's the type that I prefer. Because you're not scrambling, racing, trying to beat the other companies to that one lead that you pay for. Because even if with those other companies, even if you don't even get a chance to bid on the job, you still got to pay for it because they send it to you. So I definitely recommend try to find one that's actually more of an appointment setting service than just sending you a lead and you competing with other cleaning companies. But those are the three ways. Uh, flyers, cold call, or buy leads. 
Okay. So like the flyers and cold callings more just about hustle and how much time you want to put in. But what's like a general rule of thumb do you think someone could expect cost-wise to get a lead, say something from your company or a competitor? What's like the industry standard? Yeah, I think the lowest I've seen for like the uh, the leads that are not exclusive that I was talking about in my second example, I think the lowest I've seen those were like $40 mm-hmm. each. And then the highest I've seen it for like appointment setting services was $200 each. Yeah, so it just goes back to, you know, how much time you want to put in. Maybe you have another business going on and it makes a lot more sense to get the leads versus, you know, going door to door and that could take a lot more time. Exactly. And that's just to get an appointment versus actually getting a customer. So it's just like, what do you want to sacrifice, your cash or your time? That's all. Yep. yep. <laughs> so say now you have a customer. How do you go about bidding for the project and making sure that, you know, you're making money on each project? Yep. So two ways I get the, the, the quick answer out the way first by bidding software, right? So again, Clean Biz Network, my company, we have a bidding calculator. So you can buy into that and you'll have that price. And you just pretty much plug in your square footage into the calculator to tell you the price. If you don't have access to that, then the simple way I always tell people is estimate how long you think it'll take to clean that job as you're eyeballing it, walking through it. Ask yourself how much you will pay somebody else an hourly wage to do it. Double whatever you'll pay somebody else, and that's what you charge to the customer. So if you want to pay somebody 15 bucks an hour, charge your customer $30 an hour time, however long you think it's going to take to clean, that's what you charge per visit. Okay. Do you give kind of like a time frame, say if it's like a, a single family house, three bedroom, one bath, do you say anyone from like, oh, this could take two to four hours just so, you know, there's not a hard deadline? I was definitely answering from a commercial standpoint, but the answer still applies to residential. But now I can add what you just said. If we talk about commercial, absolutely. So if you give them a flat rate in, commer- in residential, shout out to uh, Carolyn Arilano because I just interviewed her on my uh, YouTube channel. And she does residential and commercial, but she started mostly with residential. She kind of gave me this tip recently, so I got to give her credit. But she said for our residential, she said, um, like, if we tell them we're expected to take four hours and this is your price based on four hours, we always let them know if it goes over four hours, you have a choice. Either A, you can pay us an additional time to go ahead and finish up, or B, is we, A, you got what you paid for. Stop, stop right that. here. In the middle of the bathroom. <laughs> right? Just, uh, I'm sure she'll at least finish out the bathroom, but that's pretty much it. So yes, definitely spend an estimated time if you're doing houses for sure. Because see, in, in commercial, we're not charging by the hour. In residential, you kind of charge by the hour. But in commercial, while the bid is based off an hourly rate, it's still a set fee every month. So you just got to make sure you get that estimated time right. And that's why it's really good to use a bidding calculator. So because most of the time they're more accurate than not when it comes to projecting the time it should take. To actually do the jobs. Okay. And then for residential, it'd probably be good, you know, to best to like talk to the owner or whoever's living there ahead of time being like, Hey, there's a hard stop. If I'm not clean, kind of like you just described that situation. So then I cut off guards just so, you know, everyone's on the same page. There you go. Exactly. And man, and definitely have it in your, your uh, terms of service when you, when you have them sign, uh, if you want to do the residential, uh, a good rule of thumb is to get that card on file beforehand. Just in case, you know what I mean? Because some people will try not to pay you, right? So if you get the card on file, that helps. And uh, But yeah, put it in your terms of service. And, and like you said, discuss it with them ahead of time so they already prepared for it. Okay, perfect. And then what would you say? I know there's a lot of different factors on what you could charge for a project, such as, you know, your area, uh, whether it's residential, commercial. But are you able to get like a rough ballpark, say for residential, and then like a standard commercial property then? Put it this way. So let's just say if you're doing a home and you're charging in my area, 
Virginia, I'm Virginia and Florida-ish. I'm back, back and forth, but I'm Florida now. But Florida, Virginia, pretty much it's lower east coast, southeast. Prices are usually the same. So we do about $45 an hour for residential. And if it's like a uh, standard home, let's just say, it'll take one person two hours to do it. 45 times two, there you go, 90 bucks per visit. So if you're going twice a week, then you know you're charging, what, 180 a month, right? Or, or not twice a week, I'm sorry. Once, twice, twice a, month. a month. Right, there we go. <laughs> if you're going twice a month, you charge them 90 a month. There you go, and that'll be your standard. Now, the more you go, the bigger the price, right? So you just pretty much multiply each visit time, times how many times you go per month, and that's what you're billing for. But residential, a lot of times you get paid the same day anyway, so you don't have to worry about the monthly price. Commercial, on the other hand, you're billing monthly. So that can be completely different. You can get a customer that's only 1,000-square-foot building, take you 30 minutes to do it, and they only want you to come once a month. 150 bucks a month, right? It's like it's nothing. Versus you can get a football stadium, <laughs> right? You're going seven days a week, or you need, they need you all day. You're talking about a million-dollar a month contract. We don't know. So it really is impossible for me to like give a ballpark for commercial. Residential is, is pretty much what – it just depends on how often you're going to be going per week. But I guess the smallest contract would be $90 one time, and then the biggest would be 90 times seven days a week, I guess. So that's pretty much, I guess, how you can kind of look at that. Okay. And then for commercial, are you, you were saying you get paid monthly or do you have like a contract that it's like every month you're cleaning it? Or is this like an annual contract that's set that certain times a month you're going to clean this commercial property? Exactly. So it's an annual contract. We lock them in for one year uh, and then they pay us every month on whatever date is agreed in your contract. I know sometimes we'll do net 15. So we bill them on the first, get paid by the 15th. Sometimes we'll do net 30, bill them on the first, get paid by the 30th. Sometimes it's pay up front. So we bill you today, get paid today, then we'll start cleaning once we get paid. So it all depends on how you write up your service because it's your company, you can do it your way. Uh, industry standard has always been for, in the past, net 30. Slowly but surely, we've been starting to change that and try to get paid as quick as possible. So the sooner you can bill them, the better. Okay. And so kind of following off of that, how much you can get paid? One of the big questions uh, I know we're going to get is how much money can you make in a day and in a month with the cleaning business? We'll be back after a quick break. If you're a podcast host or someone wanting to be interviewed on podcasts as a guest, visit podmatch.com. Podmatch automatically connects ideal podcast guests and hosts together for interviews. We always say it works just like a dating app, but instead of connecting you for dates, it connects you for podcast interviews. Podmatch has connected over 85,000 guests and hosts together for interviews that listeners love, all while saving you countless hours of administrative work through built-in automations. If you're ready to level up your podcast interviews on either side of the mic, start today by visiting podmatch.com. <laughs> Again, it's so loaded, man. I mean, it really, it, like, I, I literally, like I was telling you before, I got a guy in Chicago, uh, shout out to Ricky. He has a $14 million cleaning company right now. So $14 million divided by 365 days a year is how much you can make in a day. Um, that's, that's thinking huge, right? He has a whole full-fledged team. Let's just say, all right, all let's make it smaller. That's all good. No, I don't know if he, yeah, he, he definitely doesn't do residential. He does, okay. uh, but he is, um. He does do building services too. So it's not just cleaning. He also eventually added on, hey, we can paint for you. Hey, we can do some pressure washing for you, you know, window washing. So a little side thing that can go hand in hand with it. But um, 
I want to talk to it from a side hustle standpoint too, because I know you talk about a lot of side hustle on your channel. So let's just say it is you, maybe you and a helper. How much could you make in a day? Let's start with houses because they're the easiest thing for me to do the math with. Let's just say you're doing, let's say a hundred bucks a house for easy math. You do five of those a day, you get 500 a day. All right. And do it five days a week and you're making a nice little $2,500 a week, right? So you're doing pretty, pretty good for yourself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's definitely pretty obtainable too. And it goes back to how much hustle you want to put into the actual, you know, business. Is it something you're just doing part-time or is it something you want to grow into a $14 million business? So Exactly. And this is another question I know that we're going to get, but it definitely depends on a lot of factors is what's your expenses. But say for someone that's cleaning, you know, residential properties, maybe go back to that example, person's doing five properties a day. So if they're cleaning it themselves, your only, your only overhead really is gas, all right? Gas, the cost of replacing equipment, which a gallon of cleaner, I mean, you're not replacing that every day. So it's like, really, you don't have any expenses. The only real main expense in the cleaning industry is your actual employees themselves. So let's just say 50% goes to them, 10, 10, 15% goes to the business account, for op business account for operating expenses, the rest goes to you. That's if you're scaling it and not cleaning yourself. But if you're cleaning yourself, then it's almost all yours, other than you know gas and every now and then rearing up on supplies. Okay, yeah. So you're keeping quite a bit of the the profits then, or the the actual revenue then as profits. Definitely. Is there anything you wish you would have known before getting started with the cleaning business? Oh, I wish I would have known everything I know now, <laughs> because <laughs> if I knew what I know now, I wouldn't have started with a cleaning franchise. So when I first started with my cleaning company, I bought a cleaning franchise. And it, while it was good for me to get that experience, it, it it was expensive. All right. So I missed out on a lot of money by having to pay them, I think, like almost 30 percent of my revenue every month. And it's like if 50 percent is going to your overhead, then your and your employees, yeah. if they've taken 30 and then you see what I'm saying? It's like I'm left with almost pennies. <laughs> so yeah. it's like. And I got to pay taxes, by the way, if I'm profitable. So it's just like, yeah, I, if I could do it all over, I definitely wouldn't have started with a franchise. But again, that's why I did create my company, Clean Business Network, so more people can get the information to not have to go with a franchise. So, Okay. Yeah. So yeah, just saving, you know, empowering people to start their own business. And then from there, be a lot more profitable. So that makes a lot of sense. Now, and, and, I'll, and I'll say this caveat too. There is one time I say, fine, go with a franchise. Uh, I know people, right? They're, 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 they can be fresh out of prison. Don't know how to speak a full sentence completely, right? <laughs> or they, or they, they, they never had the email address. They don't even know how to get on the internet and type a thing in, right? So if you know that you're like way behind in society like that, then maybe starting off with a franchise might be best for you because they'll handle all of that stuff for you. But I mean, if you if you can operate Facebook, I mean, if you can... <laughs> You know, look up on YouTube and say how to do this. Whenever you get stuck, you'll be fine. Go independent, go figure it out like all of the other entrepreneurs did. Yeah, I think that's great advice. What about who would you recommend not to try this as a side hustle? Anybody that doesn't like money. <laughs> I mean, because it's, it's one of the cheapest startups to get in, low cost, and, and it's unlimited in terms of how much money you can make. I mean, the buildings are everywhere. The houses are being built every day. Apartments are being built every day. I mean, you can, it's recession proof, right? Even when COVID came, like it's one thing to survive a recession, but it didn't turn around and actually survive a pandemic. 
and not only survive it, but thrive in it because people needed more cleaning now, more disinfecting services. So, I mean, I think it's for everybody that wants to be an entrepreneur. You're not sure where to start. I used it and flipped into a software company, right? You can use it and flip it into something else if you're not passionate about it, or you can use it and flip it into a multi-million dollar enterprise, a billion, whatever. It can be as big as you want. Look up the biggest cleaning companies in this industry and you'll see uh, those guys in the billions. So anybody, <laughs> if you're looking for opportunity entrepreneurship, try cleaning. Okay. And then if you want to get started today, what would be the first three steps you would tell someone? First three steps getting started today, going to Google how to start a cleaning business. My video might pop up. I will click that one because it's the best one and I'm not being biased. I promise it is because it's literally step by step. But if not, click on one of those videos or two, whatever one that gives you the information. That's step number one. Step number two, Go do everything, single thing that the person said to do in the video because it's, I don't know about the other videos, but I know in the video that I have, it literally is like, hey, get your LLC. This is where you go get the LLC. B, go get your EIN, right? I'm going step by step everything. So just go do, follow the steps. So that's step two is follow the steps. And then step three, I don't know, do a thank you video to AJ for telling you how to do it. I don't know. <laughs> like, that's pretty much it. Honestly, you just go do it. I, I guess step three maybe would be if you want to. Get a mentor or find somebody's coaching program or something. Or I got a I got a good one. I got a good one. Because I know I'm anti-coach program too. And that's why I try to always speak like that. Or go to uh, score.org and get your free mentor. That's a government-backed nonprofit organization where they got nothing but uh, uh, entrepreneurs who volunteer to mentor other entrepreneurs. So you score.org is step number three to have somebody to hold your hand along the way. All right. Yeah, I think that's a great tip. And we'll definitely leave a link down below if anyone wants to check that out. But I guess kind of wrapping everything up with this interview, any final tips for anyone who's looking to get started? Look us up. Cleanbiznetwork.com. Look me up. AJ Simmons. I'm pretty approachable. As long as time permits, I try to answer every question I see on my comments or on, uh, everywhere. Right? So hit me up. I'll help you as best as I can. And uh, most importantly, if I can't tell you anything else, even if whether you do cleaning whether you do whatever Kevin tells you to do on his channel, <laughs> regardless, just do it. Please just do it. Take action. If you don't do anything That's else, like started. you know what I mean? Just get started. Not, the worst that can happen is you just stay where you are, but you already there anyway. So go do something and go level up. It's time to go get it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I think a lot of people spend a lot of time analyzing and you should study a certain thing before you jump in, but there comes a period, like you're saying, where you have to take action and that's the best learning tool out there, I believe. A hundred percent, Kevin. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, that's everything for our interview. AJ, I want to thank you for taking the time today. We're going to leave links to your channel and to your website down below. So if anyone wants to learn more about the cleaning business and how to get started, check out all your resources. We'll leave them down below. But AJ, thank you again for uh, spending the time and helping myself and uh, the viewers learn more. So thank you. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Have a good one. All right, you too. Take care. Bye.